0: Welcome to Family Bible Hour, a broadcast of the Sunday morning worship services of North Florida Baptist Church in Tallahassee, Florida. I want to thank you again for being here. Those of you who are here especially for uh, football Sunday or cheerleader Sunday or band Sunday, whatever it may be to you. I truly want to thank you. I know that many of you have church homes and that uh, you kind of um, got a get out of church free card uh, for uh, one Sunday, and you're here, and I thank you for being here. If it happens to be that you do not have a a church home where you attend regularly, uh, I really believe, and and I believe the word bears me out, that everyone uh, should be in the house of God on Sunday morning. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. And I would really uh, ask you to consider being a part of our church family. We would absolutely uh, love you and would, we would adore the opportunity uh, to be in fellowship with you uh, through our uh, church family. If you'll take your Bibles and turn to First Samuel chapter 17. Today we're going to look at verses 1 through uh, 11 as we begin a new series Based on 1 Samuel 17. So the series will last only as long as one chapter. The title of the series is Facing Your Giant. And um, if uh, you have a smartphone or an iPad, uh, you can take your Sunday card and find out how to get the sermon and follow along in the sermon right there on your smartphone or iPad as long as you don't text one another or take phone calls during the sermon, then uh, you're welcome to, um, to do that. The title of the first message is <clears throat> The Giant. And as I said, I'm beginning a mini-series. that's centered on <clears throat> the uh, story of David and Goliath. And my hope is that in the course of just four or five weeks, whatever it ends up being, that we will face our own giants, And that we will defeat or at least begin the defeat of the giants that are in our lives. We have to find a new way to face off with those giants who have been defeating us for a long time or those giants that may have just appeared in our lives. To do that, we have to get a right perspective on the Goliath. We have to get a right perspective on the giant that's in our lives. When it came to Goliath. The uh, Israelites saw the giant, and they said, "He is way too big. We can't uh, fight him." And David came along and saw the giant and said, "He is really big. I can't miss him." And so there has to be a flipping of our understanding of the giants. We have to understand that the same David who slew Goliath can slay the slay the giants in our lives. Have you ever been in front of a, a camera when the, uh, the flash went off and for a few moments you were, you were blinded, you couldn't see anything because the flash was in your eye? That's the way it is sometimes when, when problems come and hit us, when they are giant problems or giant issues. They can seem like they're overwhelming to such a degree that we really don't know what to do and we really can't see anything clearly everything is, is blacked out in front of our faces, or we're seeing uh, uh, the spots in front of our faces. We can't see past the problem or the challenge because it's so overwhelming. It was so blinding when it came upon us, or it's an everyday <clears throat> blindness in our lives. Now, this happens to all of us. There's not a single person in this room who has not or is not facing a giant. Probably most of us are facing a giant in our lives. It's a very normal thing. Even for people who are Christians, even for people who go to church faithfully as believers, even for those that that say, I'm going to read my Bible, I'm going to obey the Lord, I'm going to uh, tithe, I'm going to teach Sunday school, I'm going to be in the house of God every time that the doors are open. Even people like that face giants in their lives. Now the question is this, what do we do When we have been blinded by the the giant? What do we do when we've been hit so hard by the giant that we can't see? How do you deal with the problem? How do you deal with the giant? How do we overcome it when something hits you so hard and, and with such a swift power that you are taken off your feet and you're blinded and you can't see anything except the giant? You can't think of anything else except the giant in your life what do you do when you face those giants? Do you give in to fear? Do you run away? How do you deal with the giant? The story of David and Goliath illustrates how to take on the giants of our lives, even those that blindside us, and how to deal with those giants and defeat those giants. Now we're going to read the first 11 verses of 1 Samuel chapter 17. And before I read it, I want you to understand that the people uh, back in those days didn't live in towns like Lake City, Jacksonville. Um, They didn't live in Ocala. They didn't live in Gainesville. They didn't live in Tallahassee. They lived in places with names so hard to pronounce that we usually skip over the names. (laughs) However, I'm the preacher this Sunday morning and I have to read them. And so, you're going to ask yourself, did he pronounce that correctly? And the answer is, yes, I did. <laughs> Verse 1, now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle, and they gathered in Socah, which began, uh, belongs to Judah, and encamped between Socah and Ezekiah in... <laughs> Ephes Damim, which is very well named. Um, It's kind of the name and the description of how you feel when you try to say it. Uh, In the valley of Elah and grew up in line of uh, battle against the Philistines and the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side with a valley between them. And there came out of the camp of the Philistines, a champion named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. He had bronze armor on his legs, and a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. And his shield-bearer went before him, he stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves, and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, Then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel (coughs) this day. (coughs) Give me a man (coughs) that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard this, these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly (coughs) afraid. Now, here is a story from the Bible that has so much illustration, <clears throat> that they literally jump off the page at you. Every person in this room or watching by television, as we've already stated, has a giant <clears throat> in your life. It's just the truth. Everybody has one. Many years ago, I was uh, my wife and I went to Hawaii <clears throat> on a vacation with, uh, I think, three other preacher friends and their wives there were eight of us and we got this house that we were going to live in and we landed on the the island of Maui and as we were uh, driving in the car to the to the place where we were staying uh, my friend David Bowler said I wonder what Hawaii has and I said well what do you mean He said, well, everything has got something. He said, "Um, the Midwest has tornadoes that messes them up. And uh, the California has earthquakes and and Florida and all the coastline has hurricanes. I wonder what uh, Hawaii has. And we tried to think hard what Hawaii had. And the only thing that we could come up with is they do have uh, some Volcanoes. But Hawaii is really like a paradise. And as I, I was writing this sermon, I, I thought about the different people that I know who seem to live charmed lives. They seem to have lives for which there's never an issue. <clears throat> there's never a problem. I mean, they, they are they're who you want to be. He I'll tell you what, when I grow up, I want to be just like them, or I wish I was in their shoes, or I wish <clears throat> I had their life. And here's what we fail to recognize, is that everybody has something. Just like Hawaii has the, <clears throat> the volcanoes, everybody's got something. You have something in your life. And let me say this to you. While it may not be obvious to us, the giant is obvious to you. You know what the giant is. You understand what the giant is. Now, I'm not going to ask you to stand and and tell what your giant is. I wouldn't do that. I'm not going to ask you to stand up, and and we're not going to today have cardboard testimonies and, and walk down front here and hold up the piece of cardboard and say, this is the giant in my life. But I'll say this. The giant in your life, while maybe not standing in your front yard like Goliath, is standing squarely in the center of your life, And it has a Goliath-like presence in your life. In fact, I'll say this. We're all thinking about different things right now, but we're all thinking about the same thing. We're all thinking about different giants in our lives, but we're all thinking about the giant in our lives. We're all thinking about the issue, regardless of what it may be, the issue in our lives. And let me just tell you about your giant. First of all, I know this about any giant that a giant is a loathsome foe. We just can't stand that giant in our lives. No one likes the things that drag them backwards. No one likes the things that stands in the way of happiness. No one likes the troubles of life that come. No one likes the physical pressures of life. We all hate it. We just can't stand the giants. We loathe them. Even if they are addictions that we seem to be brought back to over and over again, we still hate the giant. We hate what it's done to our lives. We hate what it's doing to our lives. And if the giant that you have is an addiction type of a giant, you hate it. And I know that it's an easy thing for me or somebody else to say, well, you need to just stop that. And you'd like to really just stop that. But the problem is it has gained it's so big and it's so powerful and it's walked out into your life every day to challenge you, and it's stepped into your life and it says, I defy you to defeat me. And so that giant comes back every single day. Now what do you do with a big obvious giant like that in your life? How do you deal with a big obvious giant that's that's facing off with you on a daily basis? Well, at some point you have to draw a line. You have to decide, I'm going to <clears throat> draw a line, and, and this is what we're going to ask you to do today. We're not going to ask you to defeat your giant today, but we are going to ask you to draw a line <clears throat> in your heart, in your life, and say, this is it. Now, Saul and the <clears throat> Philistines drew battle lines. The side you were on was very clear. If the giant that you're, going <clears throat> you're facing is going to defeat you, or is is trying to defeat you, you're going to have to do like Saul did. You're going to have to draw a battle line. Whether or not you're prepared to face it today, you're still going to have to draw the line. You're going to say, this is it. This enough is enough. You remember when Joshua brought the Israelites to a, a place of decision, here's what he said. He said, choose today who you'll serve. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. You know what he was doing? He was drawing a line. Now, all of us have to come to the place of drawing the line. We all have to make the decision about drawing the line. That's just the way that it works. Now, today's message may not do anything more for you than get you to to go home and draw a line and say, I've had it. I have struggled under this. This has caused me a problem. This has been in my life. This has been an issue for me for so long. But today, I drew a line. Today, I said, I'm going to learn what I need to do. And let me just tell you that the next time we bring this message from the series to you, the title of it is uh, The Face. And we're going to look into the face of the giant. And the third message is The Turning Point. We're going to have a personal turning point. But all I'm trying to get you to do today is to see where the battle is, is just to draw the line. Your giant is a loathsome creature, a loathsome foal. You have to draw a line, and then you have to understand that that, that giant probably is going to have some lingering issues in your life. <clears throat> Maybe your giant is a series of lingering issues. The giant or the big event, the big event or the sudden problems come occasionally, <clears throat> but usually the giants are ongoing problems. Usually the giant is something that's been going on in your life for a long, long time, or something you've been facing for a long, long time. Let me give you an idea. This, is, this doesn't define your giant. It just gives you an idea of the kind of things that giants can be, the kind of lingering, long-lasting problems that giants can be. It could be a sin in your life. That's the one that we think of the most often. We think of a, of a sin. Well, my, my giant is a sin, and we have to deal with the sins in our lives. I, I feel like, and not being unkind to anybody else, but I feel like that this is a day and age when, when we are uh, trying to smooth everything over for everybody, and we are not roughing up against sin uh, much anymore. We're trying to find out what people's lifestyles are like and <clears throat> confirm their lifestyles and not standing against sin in our lives and in the lives of other people. But I will tell you, God is still a holy God and sin is still exceedingly sinful. It has to be. That's just the way that it works. So here's what Hebrews chapter 12 says about sin in our lives. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin, which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance The race that is set before us. Even after we come to know Jesus Christ as our Savior, sin still wants to cling to us. People will say, well, I'm not a sinner anymore because I've been saved. Here's the real issue. A sinner is saved by grace. We are saved in spite of our sin. We are saved from our sin, but we are not saved out of our sin. We have to work and walk with God in order to defeat the giant of sin in our lives. And if you're facing a giant sin or a giant of sin, not necessarily a giant sin itself, but one that's held you captive for so long and and hurt you for so long, you have to draw a line. You have to say, this is it. And let me say a word to you young people in here. Sometimes the sins and issues that are dealt with by adults... Our sins and issues that they dealt with all the way back to their teenage lives. Amen. All the way back. You have to know that. You have to understand that. There are a lot of things you outgrow. But the <clears throat> the the giant of sin is not something that you outgrow. You have to draw a line. It could be that the the giant in your life is the lingering issue of sin, <clears throat> it could be a situation. Sometimes our giants are just giant situations in our lives. <clears throat> maybe, maybe you have a, a giant uh, problem in your marriage. Maybe there's a, a family issue that's a serious giant for you. Maybe... <clears throat> It could be at at work. Maybe somebody's health. Maybe there's something going on inside of someone's body, inside of your your health, and and that's the thing that's going on with you. That's the giant that causes you such pain. That's the giant that causes you such such trouble. It could be any number of, of situations. Maybe it's your financial picture. Well, that's a giant in my life everybody's got a giant. Maybe you're coming up on a life transition or whatever it may be. We have not all experienced the same situations, but all of us know what it's like to have a situation of life that is a giant issue in our lives. All of us understand that. There's not anybody here that doesn't understand that a situation in life can become a giant problem in our lives. The giant situation is, is not more a foe, is, uh, is not uh, uh, no more a foe than, than was Goliath, or no less a foe than was Goliath of the army of Israel. It's a real giant. It's a real problem, but I want you to know it can really be defeated. It can be. So here's what we're looking at. We're looking at this loathsome giant that has raised up in our lives, and we've known that it was there. Maybe other people didn't know but we know. But it's not squaring off against other people. That's not our concern. It's squaring off against us. We're the ones that are dealing with that giant. <clears throat> We're the ones that have that giant problem. We're the ones that have that giant situation or that, that <clears throat> giant sin. And let me say this. Sometimes the giant that's facing off of us is, is a spiritual giant. There are times when <clears throat> we just simply get down in spirit, and we cannot get ourselves back up. And I'm not necessarily talking about depression, but I'm talking about spiritual distress. Sometimes we are spiritually distressed. In fact, I want to say this to you. I believe that that's where our country is. I believe our country is in a time of spiritual distress. And when we get in a time of spiritual distress, here's what happens. We do the opposite of what we should do. You know why church attendance is down all across the United States? And it is. It's down across the United States, all across the United States. It's down because of the spiritual distress that's going on. We are under a time of distress, and, and quite honestly, we do just the opposite of what we should do when we're in that time of distress. Here's, here's what happens when, when uh, sometimes when, when we're spiritually distressed, we wake up. And, and I'm not just pushing church attendance. There's far more to the Christian life than that. <clears throat> but we wake up and we say, I just don't feel like going to church. Well, what's, what's wrong? I don't know. I just I don't feel like it. I'm going to tell you something. That's when the giant is standing right smack dab in the middle of your life and trying to discourage you spiritually. You have to defeat that giant. You you have to push through that giant. You have to defeat it. Here's what Paul said in Romans 8, 35. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we find ourselves in a time of spiritual distress, we need to go back to Romans chapter 8 verses 35 and following and read that and understand this is what Paul's talking about. He's talking about the giant of spiritual distress in our lives. And we have to overcome that spiritual distress. We have to be the overcomer. And and how do you do that? Well, you have to draw the line. And you have to say, this is the last time that I'm ever going to allow this spiritual issue to bother me. So the first thing that we see is the giant. The giant is obvious. Here's the second thing. The giant is ominous. Going back to our text, talking about Goliath himself, verse 4, and there came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Gath whose height was six cubits and a span, he had a helmet of bronze on his head and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. And the shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron and his shield bearer went before him that's a big man right here here's the thing about the the ominous presence of the giant first of all he's huge he is a huge giant this is football Sunday I uh, we we had a young man I went into a classroom the other day and he was there in the classroom I think he's new to our school and um, I said um, I said uh, introduced myself to him and he spoke to me and I'm sure he's here today I won't ask him I won't identify him but <clears throat> the class probably know who I'm talking about of the team and I said well how tall are you and he stood up he was like six three or four he was a big old boy I mean he could go bear hunting with a switch this guy <clears throat> a really big big guy a big boy and uh <clears throat> Coach, you've got some big old players over here. You've got some guys that have clearly been in the weight room, and <clears throat> they're strong, and they can do some things, and I'm pretty impressed, but I've got to tell you, <clears throat> you don't have any Goliaths. Let me translate Goliath in words that we'll understand. <clears throat> Six cubits and a span is just under 10 feet tall. That's exactly right. <clears throat> he was 9 feet feet nine inches tall if he put a football helmet on he could barely walk under a basketball goal in the gymnasium he was a huge man the the coat of mail which basically his pads his pads weighed 125 pounds and he carried a spear that had a tip that was 15 pounds he was huge. When we face the giants in our lives, they are just as ominous. They are just as big. They are way too big for us. They are the proportions that, that you know you'll not be able to defend them without, or, or to defeat them without some sort of divine intervention. You just can't whip this thing. In fact, some of you are thinking about giants that you've tried to whip. You've tried over and over and over again, and you just can't do it. One of my members are sitting to my right. I think he's got a black belt in, in five different disciplines of martial arts. He can absolutely whip your body. <laughs> <clears throat> but even he has some giants in his life that that just, they're huge. Everybody does. We all have them. Sometimes the giants have been battling us for so long that they have become hardened. They're not just big, huge, they're hardened into our lives. You ever had something get hardened into your life? Been there so long, it's part of your DNA? this is who you are, this is how you live, this is what you're going to do. As we get into the story, we discover that Goliath was not only huge, but he was a hardened soldier. When David volunteered to fight him, here's what Saul said in verse 33 of our uh, chapter. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against the Philistine to fight him, for you are but a youth, and he's been a man of war from his youth. That's what frightens me about some of the, the giants that we face, is that it, it's had a grip on us for so long that it has become hard, it has uh, uh, attached to us and become hardened to us. It, it is much, it's as much who we are as the color of our hair, It's as much who we are as what foods we like. It is hardened to us. You say, well, Pastor Ray, that doesn't sound good. No, it's not good. But you must understand that Goliath was not only huge, he was hardened, but God allowed David to defeat him. And God will allow you to defeat your giant. Don't allow them to get a a grip on your life. We don't want to be in that hardened time of life. Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 and verse 1, now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teaching of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared. That word scares me, that word seared. When we let those giants gain a hardened position in our lives that we lose heart, here's what happens. They are seared to us. Some of you, all of us have a giant in our lives. Some of us have giants where we have said, what's the use? Well, what's the use? It's a giant, what's the use? Now, over the course of these next few messages, we're going to deal with what's the use. I'm going to be out next Sunday. Jesse Bryan will be preaching, a wonderful preacher. <clears throat> but I'm going to come back the first Sunday uh, of, uh, the, the, the Sunday after that, and we're going to pick up the next part of the message. But, but I'm telling you, it's going to take a while <clears throat> for us to face off with a giant that has been seared to us for so long, that has been hardened into our lives. And, and I'll just tell you this. I fear a seared conscience more than I fear anything. The, the thing that I'm afraid of most in my life is a seared conscience. I don't want to reach the point where I just don't care. I don't want to reach the point where that it just, go ahead and say what you want, it's not going to bother me. I don't, <clears throat> I don't want to, to be there, and I don't think you do either. Re- regardless of how huge or hardened the giant you face, there must be a battle line drawn, and you've got to say, look, <clears throat> I'm at least going to draw a line, and I'm at least going to try. <clears throat> I'm at least going to try to face off against this thing. i tell you about your giant. Your giant to you is obvious. Your giant is ominous. And here's the other thing about your giant it's obnoxious every giant that we face is an obnoxious issue verse 8 let's see how obnoxious he was he stood and shouted to the ranks of israel why have you come down to draw up for battle am i not a philistine and are you not servants of saul choose a man for yourself, And let him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we'll be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. You hear him? And the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Just obnoxious. Just obnoxious a bully. In chapel this week at at North Florida Christian School, I I talked to our young people about the importance of being encouragers to one another and never being a bully and never having that, that bully attitude. This guy was a bully, and he was just obnoxious, absolutely obnoxious. You ever been called obnoxious? Obnoxious is not a compliment. Somebody said, wow, you're obnoxious. Don't say thank you. <clears throat> it's not a compliment. That, I've heard that word used inappropriately. People, they talk about somebody being boisterous. They say, oh, that, yeah, he's obnoxious. No, boisterous is not necessarily obnoxious. Gregarious or extrovert. Obnoxious means unpleasant abhorrent, repugnant. That's what obnoxious means. Obnoxious means I don't want to be around this dude. I don't like this person. I don't like the horse they rode in on. They are just obnoxious. That's what Goliath was. He was just flat out obnoxious. Let me give you two or three things about the way he, his obnoxious behavior came out. First of all, he was just really bold. Uh, it's, it's hard to imagine how things just come into our lives from out of nowhere and just <clears throat> boldly present themselves to be a, a problem. But that's the way that Goliaths are. And giants are. They just step into our lives. Life was so, so right, and everything was going so fine. And then all of a sudden, this this bold giant walked into our lives. How did they get in here? How did that giant get a hold of me? These giants are bold. Isn't it amazing how you brought that giant to church with you today? <clears throat> Seriously, isn't it amazing that during the course of this message, <clears throat> that giant's been saying, he's talking about me. <laughs> I'm the giant, and you know what else? You're not going to whip me. And he takes a step out into your life ever so often and says, come on, give it a try. You're not going to get me. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you every time. And go ahead. Come back to all those sermons that he's preaching. Hear every one of them. Because they're not going to do you any good. And you know why? Because I'm your giant. And you're going to lose. They're just like that. We, 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 And we give them room to do these things. We give them room to... To defeat us when in fact we can defeat the giant. And the giant, as I said earlier, can be all kinds of things. Sometimes it's a giant sickness. It's it's cancer or heart disease or or another health issue that boldly comes in without any any deference to who we are. It just steps into our lives. It doesn't matter who we are, that, that, that disease steps in and said, I'm your giant and I'm here to stay. You know what? Sometimes those giants do make us really sick. And sometimes we die from those giants that come into our lives. But I'll tell you this, there is no giant, whether a health issue or whatever it may be, that's bigger than God. It's like the old boy that I knew many, many years ago. None of you will remember this guy. He's been dead so long. Some of you will. And I've used this illustration before i quit because it's been so long since he died. But his name was John R. Rice. John R. Rice was a great old man of God. And John R. Rice, when he talked, he talked like this. And he, he couldn't move his eyes. He didn't have peripheral vision. So he'd move his head from side to side. And he was a powerful evangelist. And he went to a town and an old boy came up to him, just threatened his life. Told him, said, you better get out of this town. We don't want your revival in this town. I'll kill you. And John O'Reilly said, you can't threaten me with heaven. (laughs) That's what we have to understand about the giants. The giant comes in, maybe he's a, a big giant medical problem. We want to get well, and we want to continue on with our family, but I'm going to tell you something. You're saved, can't be threatened with heaven. Heaven's not a threat, it's a reward. Divorce is so hard on so many, but even as terrible as it can be, there's a a peace that comes from God, and the loss of a loved one, and the loss of a job, and the loss of anything can be overcome by the Father who gives all good things. Look, as bold as the obnoxious giant may be, it is not bigger than God. Here's the second thing. The giant is not only bold, but the giant's boastful. If we could personify the giant of our lives, if we could make that, that giant a real problem, let them talk today, they would be boasting about how long they've had you and what they're going to do with you. In fact, you go even beyond boastful, they're brassy. <clears throat> brassy is like boasting on Steroids. Verse 30 or verse 10 said, "And the Philistine said, "I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. How brassy is the giant in your life? Has he been telling you throughout this sermon that, that you just can't win? There's no reason for you to even draw the line because you're not going to win. Well, then draw the line. Decide that you're going to do something and defeat the giant. When a mountain's in your way, what do you do? Well, a guy named Ramchandra Das from India had to get access to some nearby fields for food and work, and his fellow villagers had to walk four and a half miles around a mountain, and he was tired of it, and he said, there's got to be a better way than this, and so he took a hammer and chisel, and he began to, he found the narrowest part of the mountain, which was down to 13 feet, and it took him, or 33 feet, it took him 13 years to chisel a tunnel through the mountain so that everybody could get through it. See, that's kind of the way that it is with your giant. Here's the way people deal with their giant problems, with their giant issues. Sometimes, in fact, I think I'll illustrate it with a, with a couple of football players. I want those two big guys sitting right down next to Coach's wife, all right? You two guys. Come up here real quick, guys. We're on a timer. Don't look at each other. It's you. <clears throat> come on up here come on up here all right all the way up come on come on come on On this side all right do y'all not move any faster than that on Friday night all right come on come on guys all right stand right here right right here okay just kind of kind of face each other all right just kind of like no actually go side by side facing each other is a little weird all right put shoulder to shoulder okay what is your name Chris Chris are you the guy I talked to the other day okay Chris uh how tall are you Six foot four. Six foot four. Do you mind telling me how much you weigh? Like two fifteen. Two fifteen. I weigh more than you. Uh, <laughs> well, I do. It's muscle and experience. What's your name? Um, Dallas. Dallas, how tall are you? Six three. Six three. How much do you weigh? Two fifty. There's my boy. Two fifty. You weigh more than me. Now, let's say that these guys represent my giant or your giant. Come on, step right here, if you don't mind. Step right here and just cooperate. But come on, both of you step right here. Yeah, yeah, side by side. These are my giant. Now, let me, let me tell you how, how people have a tendency to deal with their giants. They have a tendency to, to walk. I'm going to get behind them. They have a tendency to, you can look forward. You don't have to watch me. They have a tendency to come to the giant, and here's what they do. They go around the giant and keep on walking. You know the problem with that? They left the giant for their kids. They left the giant for their grandkids. They left their giant for their friends. They left their giant for the rest of the family. They just left the giant. Here's what other people do. They'll come to the giant, and they'll approach the giant, and they'll say, No, I'm not going to do that. And they'll go the other way. You know the problem with that? They never get around the giant. They never are able to deal with the giant. They go on back to where they came from or they detour to the side. Here's the way to deal with the giant the way to deal with the giant in your life is to come to it, draw the line, and deal with it. Just be done. Thank you, guys. You can go back to your seats. Now, that's what I'm asking you to do. Just draw the line. Just draw the line. That's what you need to do. Now, next time, we're going to get you to put a face on the giant. But today, I just want you to decide I'm not going to turn around and go back. I'm not going to go around it. I'm going to bust it right down the middle, and we are going to defeat this giant in our lives. And all God's children said... Will you bow your heads for prayer, please? You've been listening to the Family Bible Hour, a broadcast ministry of North Florida Baptist Church in Tallahassee, Florida, with your speaker, Dr. Randy Ray. Visit us online at nflchurch.com. Dr. Ray invites you to join him next week for the Family Bible Hour.